This is Runners Rate the Bars, where we talk everything running, beer, and rap music. Hey everyone, you're watching another episode of Runners Rate the Bars. Runners Rate the Bars! Oh yeah, I am a little runner boy. You may know me as Rory, and I'm here with Kat Bradley. Man, she's got quite the resume. She won Western States in 2017. She's held the FKT at the Grand Canyon. She has all kinds of other accomplishments. Top 10 at UTMB. I mean, the list goes on. Second at Leadville, if I recall. If you don't know about this, you don't follow trail running closely. <laughs> so welcome back to Arizona. Seems like you... Um, yeah, you have you spent some time here. You enjoy it. Yeah, state, right? I mean, I haven't spent that much time in Phoenix, which is where we are now. Um, but you know, I have done rim to rim, full rim to rim to rim, twelve times total. Um, and every time, you know, I make sure to spend at least a <laughs> week in Flag. <laughs> oh yeah, cool off in Flag, run hard in the canyon, and uh, you, would you say that really equips you for the races? I mean, a lot of runners go there to train yeah I mean it definitely depends the race um but I think the Grand Canyon you know is there there's no obviously no way to replicate it not but not just the the fact that you go down across and up but also the trail is just different like where are you going to get those steep steps that you get on South Kaibab anywhere else you know nowhere and um definitely helps you get ready for everything but there's no real way to get ready for the Grand Canyon except for running in the Grand Canyon. That's true. Well, 2017 was a pretty good year for you. Looks like you held it there, and now you, you're third on the list. Do you have any plans to go back and try to regain the FKT for rim to rim to rim? Oh, absolutely. I actually attempted it in um, late 2019, and I stub my toe coming out of the uh, tunnel on the south rim and the south rim and then my toe my shoe busted open and I it, you know it's all kind of uphill and it was totally fine until I uh, turned around on the north rim and my shoe just a little hole my foot went all the way through and I was like even I was like maybe I can duct tape it Oops. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know running down that steep of a you know, descent. And when you're trying to do it really fast, there was no way it just kept busting through. So I hitched a ride back, got to know some lovely, uh, lovely woman (laughs) (laughs) for the few hour ride back to flag and, uh, all in all still a learning experience. Cool. Well, maybe you'll make another attempt in 2021. I think it's going to be a good year for you. Uh, you actually have signed on with Brooks running. Woo-hoo! That's correct, right? Official correct. announcement. Official. And this is actually the first, I announced it yesterday. This is the first time I've said it out loud. So yeah, I'm very happy about it. <laughs> By the time you watch this, it's probably old news, but Hey, it was pretty cool. I was surprised to see you in that, that Brooks Jersey, but, mm-hmm. uh, awesome. I hope they support your running and all your goals and get you into some good races. Yeah, so far so good and like the my favorite thing about it first my athlete manager is Julie Cully who uh shout out Julie. <laughs> shout out Julie. 5000 meter Olympic trials winner in 2012. So she knows what it's like to be a professional athlete. She like she signed me. I've been basically useless for the last 3 <laughs> years in terms of running. Like just, you know, 50-50 if I'm going to be able to run on any given day. And still, like, she saw something in me and believed in me and, you know, still going to hold me to a high standard, but knows that, you know, sometimes you just have a few bad years. We have faith in you. Don't be so hard on yourself. <laughs> uh, 
in in fact uh yeah, you got into running, I believe, middle school. You're getting into some trouble. You were kind of almost forced into the sport. You were told, like, hey, you have to pick a sport to kind of keep yourself focused. At that age, could you have imagined that you would be doing running as your career? Oh, God, no. <laughs> I mean, I just so resented having to, to run. And because, like, it, for you guys that don't know the story, I was just getting in a lot of trouble. I um was gonna I was getting in trouble for truancy I was getting and they they just basically needed something to hold me accountable and they were like you sure won't have to do all this detention if you <laughs> if you join a cross-country team or a volleyball team and I tried out for the JV volleyball team got cut from JV and um this is actually in ninth grade and then started running totally hated it and you know it slowly chips away at you even if you try to hate it you know i can relate as a uh, former cross-country coach at the high school level <laughs> and we're really glad you got introduced to running because you clearly it clearly is your thing this is runners rate the bar so that means Part one is going to be rating beer. You're going to be doing some blind taste testing. Now, how it works, you're going to give these various beers. You cannot, you can't tell what they are yet. You're going to give them a rating of one to five. Yes, yeah, so you're going to rate it a one to five. Um, one would be like the worst beer you've ever had. Five could be your favorite cider. Is there a cider that you like in particular? That's just delicious. Ooh, I really like Stem, mm. um, which is... It's actually in Boulder, and or right outside of Boulder. It's really, really cool uh, venue. Um, you know, and I'm just, I am totally a creature of habit. So I just, you know, I like STEM right now. I'm just buying STEM. All right. <laughs> well, with these three beers, you can use that as your standard. This is beer number one. Got that nice crack on a warm Phoenix day. Mm. Yeah, you that taste is, some in there? I'm tasting... <laughs> You know, certain ciders I like to compare to Jolly Ranchers. Yeah. <laughs> this is a Jolly Rancher cider. We got a Jolly Rancher cider. All right. Yeah. Maybe if it uh, was a little colder, it would merit a 3.5, but I'm going to give it a 3 right now. Okay. It's going down to a 3. To be fair, yeah, the sun's already hitting the beers. It's not your fault. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll blame the weather, but hey. Three. It's good. Three and beer you know emojis. I don't usually like Jolly Rancher ciders, and this one's pretty good. Okay. Well, you kind of picked the middle ground. We have two more <laughs> beers, and we'll see how they compare. All right. We got our second beer. This is actually going to be a first. We haven't had one where you have to open it, you know, with a bottle opener. So Lucky me. Got a glass bottle. I mean, can you open a bottle with your teeth or anything? Or like your <laughs> bicep? I know some people. Bicep. Like... <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I know you're pretty uh, jacked from all those years of rafting. I'm working on it. All right. Well, we'll help you out here. We're going to let you open this one up. I really like drinking out of the paper bag. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You mentioned that it's not, it's been a while. When did you last drink out of a paper bag? So I grew up in, I know exactly, I know oh. exactly when it was. <laughs> I grew up in Hawaii oh. and um, me and... To, you'll see why I, I I was a delinquent little high schooler. And me and three friends, we were uh, trying to get homeless people to buy booze for us. And he gave it to us in a paper bag. We did. We got we got someone every time we asked. We got them to buy booze. And this is how they'd, we'd get them. Wow. <laughs> and so that is the last time. Now I see why you were forced into running. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. 
Yes. <laughs> All these stories are out now. So. Yeah. Internet's forever. <laughs> mm. What do we think? I like this one a lot. You know what's so interesting? Is that This is beer. This is beer. It's not a cider, and I was expecting a cider. No, don't worry. These are all gluten-free. If you already know about cat, you do have uh, celiac, celiac disease. disease. So. Yeah, which um, I don't have beer very often, and I uh, realize I, I do. I like this one a lot, and I think I like it so much. It complements the uh, Jolly Rancher cider well. Uh, let's get a rating for this one. Mm. And this one seemed to stay a little cooler too. I, you know, I'm gonna give this a four and a half. Four and a half. This is hitting the spot. Beer right now. emojis. Yeah. That is a solid score. Yeah. As close as you can get to five, unless you want to start rating. I don't know. Four point eight. Four point nine. Awesome. Which I might. We'll see that next one. We could. We got one more solid beer. We'll be revealing them shortly. Let's get on to number three. Ooh, good crack. A little fizz there. Not a beer. <laughs> Mix it but up. again, tastes like lime. Desert. I think this is really good. I feel like after the beer, I'm going to give this one a, a four. Four beer emojis. Yeah. So you're picking up lime on the lime. Any other flavors? Just curious. I mean, clearly saw one. I'm pretty one. sure it's a hard, uh, hard seltzer. Not a bad guess. Not a bad guess. <laughs> the lime is really distinct. And I think that's why I got such a high rating after the, after the uh, beer. Okay, we're ready to reveal the beers. So if I recall, you had a 3, 4.5, and a 4. I'd say those are at the top end of our rating categories. So let's start off with this first beer and uh, see what it is. Jolly Rancher. Jolly Rancher, not a bad guess. Yeah, for sure. Blueberry, acai, spiked smoothie, wow. I mean, honestly, <laughs> they could have chosen some better marketing. Oh, really? Spike smoothie. I mean, you're roasting them already. I'm roasting I mean, them a little bit. I, I'm sorry. I just like don't really like to mix these. <laughs> sorry, Connecticut Valley Brewing. But they still got worry. a three, and I just took another sip. So <laughs> <laughs> three, and it was a little warmed up by the Phoenix Sun. So yeah, I know, exactly. Hey, um, yeah, like we said, based in Connecticut. You got the, the blueberry flavor there, pretty strong. You're getting the antioxidants following your race, so I guess you could argue there's a little bit of recovery. Um, Maybe. You know what? I don't like to argue with science. <laughs> science. No, actually, I, I don't think alcohol is good for recovery, but I believe it's coming in at just over 5%. You know, for a spike smoothie, I think it might even be stronger, but pretty light yeah i don't know i've never uh spiked a smoothie but (laughs) (laughs) do you make smoothies oh god Uh, i like to go on kicks like when i'm training a lot and i just eating is a chore i do make smoothies but like it i'd never finish them put them in my fridge they go bad yeah (laughs) you know they turn brown (laughs) yeah i I know uh based on an outside magazine interview you have a cat salad but you don't have like a cat smoothie where you oh no yeah definitely not a cat smoothie cat the cat salad has been going strong like it's a it's pretty hefty i'll actually put a link in the description so you can check out all the ingredients um i want to keep it moving with the beer though so we got our second one this looks like it has the highest rating 4.5 you ready to find out what it is i'm ready i'm gonna take this one home 
greens, gluten-free, Indian pale ale. You know what's so funny is, like, I always thought I hated IPAs, but I guess if there's a paper bag over it, I'm fine. Hey, we got her. (laughs) You did. Greens Brewing. This is from Belgium. So maybe you just like the international beer. Yeah, you know, actually, that's so funny because I do like Belgium, so. And I find that, like, just American IPAs from the selection I've had just have, like, almost too much bite. They're trying to outbitter each other in this one. It's not too bitter. Yeah, it hit just the right balance. <clears throat> What's important to note here, if you are looking for beers that don't have gluten, there's two categories. You're going to have gluten-free, which means the ingredients are made of things like brown rice that don't have gluten to mm-hmm. begin with. And then gluten-removed can be problematic. So yeah. I, I'm sure you may actually so, know the difference, right? So there's this thing, I think it's called Clarifirm, that they put in um beer and actually a ton of like it just makes the beer a little cleaner and so tons of people are tons of breweries are doing that already um and they it gets measured by parts per million okay and so you're not allowed to go over seven to call it gluten removed but if you have celiac like i i wouldn't i wouldn't dabble (laughs) i i i do and i think i'm okay occasionally i'm like ah what's so what's the worst that's gonna happen i always i'm like that was a mistake well, we ensured that all of these are gluten-free and Thank not gluten-removed. So quality beer. I think this one is, I want to say 6%, so about what you'd expect for an IPA. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you can get it here in the state, so you might have a new favorite. Yeah, I have not. I feel like I'm pretty hip to all the gluten-free beers, and I haven't seen that one. And something I don't usually like about gluten-free beers and why I don't drink them that often is they're really syrupy usually. That one, like, and texture is a big part of beer. And that, you know, just tasted like a beer, you know, just drank like a beer. I was really impressed. Mm -hmm. Part of it could be the cost. I got (laughs) to say, this bottle alone was uh, $7. So it's, uh, you know, it's an expensive beer, but it, it... seems like it's worth it well i'm getting treated thank you <laughs> no pro i mean in boulder you're probably yeah you can bucks. Get, yeah exactly you're gonna get your 14 dollar pbr right i saw a uh, six pack of some hard kombuchas in boulder the other day for 28 dollars. are you kidding me? 28 i lost it unreal so we got one more third and final beer this is one that i would actually drink Remember you said you it had some lime, so let's see oh, how close you were. Craft. Oh, man, I can't believe I didn't get this. I've actually gotten these before. Oh, yeah? Ginger lime, though, so. Boochcraft, I feel like it's really gotten popular lately. They're based in SoCal. Um, it's coming in at 7%, so it's got a bit of a kick. I mean, for a 12-ouncer, yeah, it's good. <laughs> yep. After a race, I'm sure. <laughs> Knock you out. Well, Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for completing round one. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for all the uh, expensive gluten-free drinks. Here we go. Rating the bars, part two. That means we're rating rap lyrics. So this time, the siren at the club, right? When we can oh, finally go out to the, <laughs> when we can finally go back to the club. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, you're going to be rating some rap lyrics, or who knows, maybe other genres, but you're going to read these lyrics. You won't know the artist. You're going to give it a rating of one to five flame emojis. For you, I'm guessing, you know, one would just be that trash song that you turn off right away. 
not a fan. Five might be for you. I understand you. Um, while you do like rap, you like Mac Miller. You also like White Stripes and um, I want to say Black Keys. Black Keys. So I'm guessing those would be fives for you. That that can kind of be your scale. Yeah, I mean, I mean, but like I don't like every song on every album. So oh. you know, and also that's a given. I think that's a given with most artists. Yeah, bingo. Whatever that you know epitome of a a great song is, that would be your five. Um, with rating this, so you're going to give it again flame emojis. Uh, now, I always like to ask our athletes too. You can also find out, you know, what age they may be. What is your what's the first album you purchased? I mean, I uh, wasn't allowed to buy CDs because I was so delinquent. <laughs> really? I, I, they thought it was the music. Um, oh, they're like so she's drinking paper I, bag beers. As, yeah. <laughs> she's listening to this. You know, NWA telling her to drink the beers. <laughs> the 40s. <laughs> yep. Exactly. And so I had to be really sneaky about it. And I am just like the biggest. And when I say computer nerd, it means like I'm incompetent when it comes to computers. But the one thing that I took the time to learn was yeah. LimeWire. Hey, LimeWire for sure. And and burning CDs from LimeWire. And it's so funny um, that like, because I'm, I'm, quite a bit older than the rest of my siblings and they're just like don't even know what it is and I spent hours and hours on LimeWire yeah. um and like I classically you know I listened to a ton of Blink like mostly Blink-182 and White Stripes even then too and I uh it, you know I my music cha- taste it doesn't really it, it like has absolutely parachuted or um umbrellaed like I listen to a lot okay. more but um like it hasn't changed like I still really like that type of music and I still really like the I find a lot of comfort in some of the music that I listened to when I was that age so basically you didn't have that first album you were denied oh I and uh, cd collections taken away all the time so funny and I I honestly I hope my parents see this because they will just crack up but (laughs) clearly we're the same age range I'm 31. I think you're coming up on 30, probably. I just turned 29. Oh, 29. <laughs> Lucky you. She's Late still, 20s. Still in her 20s. But if you're in that age range, you know that LimeWire will destroy your parents' computer, the desktop. It gives Or a library computer. Everything. <laughs> or the, oh. And that's why she was a delinquent. She, she knew to use not the home computer. That's so funny. I did not have access to the home computer. Wow. <laughs> All righty, we're going to get to the rating of the bars. We got your first set of lyrics, so let's hear them. The most rebellious thing you can do is get educated. Forget what they told you in school. Get educated. I ain't saying play the rules. Get educated. Break the change, chains of their enslavement. Get educated. Even if you're on the pavement, get educated. What a weapon that your brain is. Get educated. This is like crazy topical and something both you and I have been in education I think this is really cool just uh because I think what a shame it is that you know the U.S. education system is what it is and as someone who went to a really awful public school um and always thought I didn't need school because I thought that's what (laughs) it was (laughs) yeah um I I just think you know that how how topical you know Man, yeah, we could do the whole podcast easily on our experiences in the education system. Mm -hmm. As a former high school teacher, 
you taught kindergarten. Both as a teachers and as students. So this <clears throat> artist is clearly, looks like they're almost talking on the outside, you know, talking to perhaps a student exactly. or someone who's younger. So what stands out here and, and how might you rate this set of bars? Um, what stands out here is it sounds like someone talking to a, um, like a mentor, you talking to someone or to a group of people being like, hey, I know I have an influence on you. I didn't value education, but you should. And, you know, here's why. You know, it's, I'm just like a total lover of words and lyrics. And so this is where I'm going to chronically overrate stuff. Like, I think as a song and as lyrics and as a message, you can't really get any higher. I'm gonna, but, you know, who knows? I'm, I'm also a chronic overrater. I'm going to give it a 4.8. 4.8! Hey! That's pretty close to a 5. I almost want to give it the rap sirens, but we save that for the 5. That is still a very hot score. I'm dying to hear who it was. I don't even know if you will necessarily know this artist, but as a freshman English teacher, I used this rapper's lyrics in my class. Um, his name is Akala. He is a UK rapper. His name is actually a Buddhist term for immovable. Oh, the song is Get Educated, as you may have guessed by the um, repetition at the end. And he has been considered one of the 100 most influential black British people in the UK. And this was even voted on in just this year in 2021. So he is really <laughs> a gem for the UK. I am impressed. Super talented. Um, yeah, he's a rapper, author activist you can tell just by the content and if you really want to go in the weeds i mentioned i'm an english teacher i also taught honors english he is using a term called epistrophe so anaphora would be a, a type of repetition at the beginning you know like mlk's i have a dream speech mm -hmm. i have a dream i have a dream so he's using get educated get educated yep, that yep. comes at the mm -hmm. end of it so epistrophe if you want to nerd out with your fellow um, yeah. I'm, I'm friends. loving this, honestly. I think it's so cool. Nice. <laughs> More lessons, please. <laughs> great, great. Yeah, I, I found that um, analyzing rap lyrics, and we'd even analyze pop lyrics in my class, um, and then just apply the, you know, the English terms. Kids loved it. Yeah, that's a really good exercise. <laughs> I love it, so. Um, all right, should we move on? Let's go. Song number two. All right. <clears throat> I can put you in the log cabin somewhere in Aspen. Girl ain't nothing to the pain ain't trickin' if you got what you're asking for. Put you in the mansion somewhere in Wisconsin. Like Midwest. I said, ain't nothing to the pain. We can change that last name. What happening? Ooh, interesting. Yeah. What's your rating here? My rating here, and again, I don't know who it is, a three. A three. I think, I think writing a song, no matter what, is really difficult. <laughs> you heard it here. That is three flame emojis. Um, yeah, you gave props to people who write song lyrics. You know, there's some challenge to it. But actually, this song, in terms of the rap or R&B sphere, has been described as some of the worst lyrics or rhyming out there. Most notably, put you in the mansion... Somewhere in Wisconsin. If you oh, hear, Wisconsin. <laughs> if you hear the song, if you listen to the song, it'll say Wisconsin. Okay. How? Because that is sung by T-Pain. Can't believe it. Oh, Put yeah. Put you out there in the mansion. Yeah, okay. Somewhere that in Wisconsin. About... Oh, my God. You, I mean, like. It, if... It's a little catchy. I'm not going to lie. It's catchy. 
And that was quite the T-Pain. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm saying for the record, you gave it a three. However, he has really cashed in on the song, even though people think it's bad. He has cashed in by creating a fictitious university called Wisconsin University. I'm not kidding. Go to wisconsin.co. I'll put the link on the screen. That's hilarious. And it is like a, a kind of a fake website just for kicks. He actually sells merch, so he's making money off this. But they have like a fake course list including classes like History of Autotune, Accounting for Strippers, and The Art of Sprung, brought to you by T-Pain. <laughs> you know what? All things I don't know how to do, so. Would you go um, to Wisconsin University if you saw it? Um, I'd be really interested to have a conversation with T-Pain about uh, Wisconsin. Yeah. I bet in middle school you would have thought about going to Wisconsin University, but I believe you ended up going somewhere in California. Yeah, UC Santa Barbara. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. Go Gauchos! Great education. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike Wisconsin. Let's move along. That that got a three, whether you think it deserved it or not. Showing off your ass because you're, you're thinking it's a trend. Girlfriend, let me break it down for you again. You know I only say it because I'm tru- truly genuine. Don't be a hard rock when you really a gem definitely better than the last one so like that kind of pigeonholes me yeah so you gotta um, that's go okay though yeah let me see i uh gonna give it maybe a three and a half just because uh that first one was just so powerful and i i uh, think it's hard to beat so hey don't overthink it that <laughs> was very well warranted 3.5 this is miss lauren hill if you've oh. heard of her doo-wop that thing the song goes like that thing that oh thing, i do know that, that song thing. Oh, my voice is terrible but anyway I, i'm gonna put the audio in and, and she sounds amazing i think you should keep the singing yeah i'll keep the singing in there <laughs> um, anyway yeah lauren hill grammy winner uh she's a former member of the fujis or i guess she was a member of the fujis but they uh, have since disbanded but anyway she's won a grammy she won a grammy for this very song in 1998 wow. And yeah, lyrically, I'm, she's considered one of the best female yeah. rappers and any rapper out there. You know, and I think probably I know that song. That's from that song. Yeah. And I it's, I know the song just from hearing it a thousand times, and it's a, obviously a good song. And maybe just out of context. That that's what makes this hard, you know, when you it, have the isolated lyrics. But um, clearly, um, throughout she she mentions girlfriend. She's speaking to a female audience. And I know you've been asked similar questions, but um. Just for female runners who want to get into the sport, like what's your basic advice if they're hesitant or if they're not sure they're ready to take on the trails? Yeah, absolutely. Just give yourself a little more credit. It, it's it's hard to start something if you're really afraid of failing or really afraid of rolling your ankle. Um, but you know what? Give yourself more credit. If those things happen or if the worst case happens in these races, it's cool. There's someone there to get you and help you through it. So, you know, believe in yourself, believe in the community, you know, maybe don't go uh, try and Everest by yourself or do some tag, some crazy peak by yourself. Do it, you know, intelligently and knowing what you're getting into, but just, uh, you know, know that you can do more than you think. And that's really how I've gotten so far. It's just, you know, things that have been totally out of my reach. I've been like, eh, 
I think I can do that, you know, and I fail a few times and it sucks and it's hard and I, I do suffer a lot, but you know, it takes me, it, it sets a new standard of what I can do, even if I fail. Anyone who says you can't do it, just don't trust them. And if you're a woman, I'm sure it's a guy telling you that. I was told that a million times. Frustrating, um, yeah. So it's, it's crazy. And so just, you know, just know in your heart that you can do it. And that, you know, that'll take you really, really far. Inspiring words from Kat and Miss Lauren Hill. Rolling along with our bars, I believe this is song number four. Um, the people that I grew up with in Hawaii, please uh, excuse how I say these <laughs> lyrics. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> I, this one's going to be fun. One of my best friends lives in Colorado, and I've lost my pigeon English, <clears throat> um, which is like how people communicate in public schools in Hawaii in like Hawaii pigeon, pigeon okay pigeon English and it's it's actually like how teachers even te- like that's my teacher spoke pigeon English to us not unreal so, so yeah can you and speak it only when I'm drunk these days I've been on the mainland too long but my friend from Hawaii lives in Boulder now we grew up together Hawaiian guy and every time he he makes fun of me because I've just like the mainland has just bled the Hawaii out of me apparently <laughs> that is funny Matt I say we uh you finish the remaining beers and then you try to speak <laughs> speak pigeon maybe, maybe. <laughs> TBD all right let's hear it you know it's going to be tough if she started off with like that. So GL's not a name because it's lower. Make I see DGL them break out pondy floor. From you don't want no worthless performer. From you don't want no man what can't turn you on. GL make I see your hand dem on ya. Can't tang pon it long not eat yo no yam. <laughs> no steam fish nor no green banana. But down in Jamaica... We give it to you like a hot sauna. There we go. She got through it. That yeah. was pretty good. I only went to reggae concerts until I was about 21 years old. Yeah. I understand reggae is your favorite genre, and you were correct. It is from the reggae yeah. realm. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And you know what? I And this is going to get a lot, of, a lot of hate because I, um, I just have a soft spot for reggae. And it's just... Uh, what I grew up with, so I'm sorry to all this who offends, but I'm gonna also give it a 3.5. Yeah, you're you don't have to be so cautious, you should be like, That is a 3.5, well, and that is a I am only cautious is because I do hold a lot of I, I give lyrics and any words and that people put out there, I put a lot of stock in that, yeah, you know, as someone. You know, I, I just appreciate it. I appreciate what everyone has to say. So that's why, you know. But also, uh, but down in Jamaica, we give it to you like a hot sauna. Some good stuff. You been to Jamaica? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no. Not yet. Just, uh, yeah, not yet. Maybe if they put a race mm-hmm. on in Jamaica. Well, anyway, this would be a score of 3.5 flames. Bam, You're giving bam, it bam, to your... Just quiet ones because it's not quite a five. You're giving it to your boy, Sean Paul of Kingston, Jamaica. Uh, Not surprisingly, he mentioned Jamaica. The song is Temperature. So you're not the only one who likes it. I mean, it's like double platinum or something like that. Super popular song. Yeah, lyrically, you know, perhaps it's it's simplistic. But when you hear it, Sean Paul songs, I mean, they groove. They're made for the club. They're or for how I went to. I saw like some really amazing um artists just like in really teeny tiny venues outside where they'd call out all the high schools individually 
you know, like Iration, who's, you know, they're all around our, our age and they'd play on the big island and they'd individually call out the high schools. Like, oh, I love that. Yeah. And be, and now they're, you know, one of the most popular reggae va- bands um, in the United States. And it's just, it, it is, it, it's cool. Yeah. I, I like when uh, bands or artists are true to their roots and know the, the That was community. also in high school. So that wasn't their roots at that point. It was still their present. Oh, which okay. Is, <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> which is, you know, funny to look back on, but I'm sure they do that still. Yeah. So anyway, Sean Paul, man, I didn't realize he's already, he's getting up there. He's 48 years old. And uh, these song lyrics, he kind of reminds me of Shaggy in the way that he doesn't really enunciate. It's like, no steam fish, no green banana, but down in Jamaica, <laughs> we give it hot to like a sauna. Da, 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 yeah, uh, and the, but that's reggae. Like for, yeah, you got to listen it. to the song 50 times before you can understand it all you know and uh it's cool that the the one of the unique um artistic styles that the voice really blends into whatever instrument is playing you know almost done here we got another set of bars let's hear it cat hey yo i'm gonna be on the tip top that's all my eyes can see victory is mine yeah surprisingly i've been laying waiting for your next mistake I put in the work and watch my status escalate. I like that a lot too. I like it because it's bold. I like it because like, I don't know, it's basically the mantra I've been telling myself 20 years. (laughs) (laughs) Which line reminds you of that? I I think just the uh, combination of all, like the message she sends with the whole, the whole thing. Like not necessarily victory, but you know, I grew up in a place that you know, a lot of people don't get out of. You know, I was pr- a pretty, like, resentful kid and even collegiate athlete and just, uh, per- I was like, I'm gonna, you just, you just watch, you know? And I and I knew, and it, like, you know, maybe it was, it came from a place of just, like, total resentment, which sucks, but it's also, you know, it took me a, a lot of places, so. And that's something that I, I honestly wouldn't, at 25, I wouldn't have admitted about myself, mm. but when I, which is when I won Western, I got, drawn from western states and like there's a lot of people really fast women in boulder who are also running western and i was like bitch you watch you know <laughs> and, and it's not something you i'm here yeah <laughs> and it's not something i'm super proud of but like it, it and it didn't come of a, out of a place of like not liking that person it was just out of a place of like i'm the underdog and i'm going to show you why i shouldn't be and um you know, and I still like love my competitor. Like even today, you know, I had a terrible race, but still like, am so stoked on how I did and how I like. I am stoked that I hung out with, you know, some really fast athletes and had fun. And so it doesn't come out of a place of hate. And especially now, on you know, I've just grown a little bit more. I can still feel that way and have that attitude and appreciate my competitors, which like maybe. 18, 19, 20, 21. Yeah. I couldn't. Yeah, it's interesting how your demeanor evolves. And I know from interviews I've listened to or interviews that you've had, uh, you've mentioned that at, at some points you were an angry runner and then you've kind of channeled that into, I guess, more of an even temperament that has helped you on the race scene. Yeah, and it's get, it gets more even every year. And sometimes you got to tap into that angry runner, you know, and I tried to today. Like today I was, you know, I got third today, which, um, you know, first race in two years, not what I wanted, but 
you know, it was still fun. You know, second place and I, we raced hard. I, I t like, she passed me and I was telling him, the second she passed me, I puked all over myself. <laughs> all like, and yeah. I wasn't gonna let her see me puke and I wasn't gonna let me let her, I, I was gonna run really strong till she no passed. No signs it, of but, weakness, yeah. And then she passed and like, I stopped to a halt like t screeching screeching halt when she passed it go you go girl you're doing great puked like look like baby food all over myself and <laughs> you know to run hard till you puke you like take some angry running and that's a you know mm -hmm. so it's a good place to tap into but not a good place to like take into your outside yeah life now this could be a bit of a rabbit hole but um i know you've read up a lot about <laughs> coaching and as a coach I remember in some of the classes, courses I've taken, they kind of compared guys and girls. And guys are typically pretty good about competing, whether yeah. it's on the field or, you know, on the course. They can race really hard, and they joke around immediately afterwards, whereas girls tend to, according to the resources we read, tend to, like, carry it personally, and it, it bleeds into kind of the team team culture. So I, I kept that in mind um, as a cross-country coach when I had high school girls. Yeah. But it sounds like what you're saying with the trail scene, I've noticed, like, I don't know, trail ultra women seem to have that, you know, lack of a better word, guy dynamic where they're not taking it And, personally. you know, I think so much of it is practice, you know, and it's practice. And it's like, even when you don't want to be, you kind of override that instinct. And I, I've actually written quite a few articles on this I fully intended to be a professional track athlete you know had a solid PR in college of an 800 and that like could have taken me places I it was the venomous culture that of track running that like burnt me out and I totally contributed it, yeah. to that I've totally been that and it not only it like that if you have venom in you even if you spit venom you know you you can't fully grow, you know, you can't grow. Um, and so I didn't, and I was stunted for a really long time as an athlete, as a person, as a friend to other females and uh, even who weren't runners. And, and so I think a lot of ultra trail runners just realize that like even Courtney, you know, Courtney and I were racing against each other and we ran the first eight miles and we ran it pretty fast. We were doing like six yeah, thirty mm -hmm. on trails for Courtney eight Barnes, miles. Shout out um, yeah. We're, we, you know, I was just looking at the splits. We were running quick for the first eight miles. And, you know, she was like, and she's a recently retired track athlete. And she was like, this is so cool to just talk to someone. And I'm like, yeah, welcome. This is how it should be. You know, we shouldn't all hate each other. And uh, which is, you know, it, it's venomous and it's and I think it's something that we all have to practice every day. Thanks for being so open about your thought process. And look at that. That was just four sentences <laughs> from a couple rappers. And it, it leads to that conversation. So that's why I, I truly enjoy this format. You know, let the lyrics um, bring you to whatever topic may arise. Yeah, absolutely. And you didn't even give it a rating yet. I'm going to, you know, I am going to get into the point. I'm going to give it a, another... A th I think nice 3.8 flames you said that goes to gang star gang star with two R's Ooh. the song is work they are a duo from Boston Massachusetts uh, DJ premier and guru who is deceased RIP this song actually came out um, I want to say 1998 yeah they are they're super lyrically talented 
naturally being trail gangsters i i love their namesake but what i love about rap too is that they sample music so this song if you listen to it it just has such a great um, ambiance to it and it's sampling songs like devil in the dark by the manhattans and even prove your love by fleetwood mac so it really has these layers to it so yeah you know it's one thing when she reads the lyrics but listen to this song I might even put it as the outro song because I like it so much. You should. And you know what? I think it's a really good theme to this podcast. And um, I don't know, just uh, at least, you know, I raced today, at least to my race today. It was another like one of those things. I took nine weeks, zero exercise for the first time in my life just a few weeks ago. Nine weeks, nada. Let myself get good and out of shape. And, you know, for the first time ever, running wasn't. A priority at all this mantra you know was going you know basically the same thing was going through my head a lot today you know just like and, and not in a bad way not in a hateful way just like this is where I'm at now but I know how much better I can get so I think it's a cool cool way to you know and at least the this cardboard yeah <laughs> I love it you, you seem to be an athlete of extremes where yeah, especially during teaching, you're, you're training like 30-some miles a week. When you were a guide, you're running zero miles. Sure, you're out there hiking and rafting, and then you just sign up for these races. Yet, you now have a sponsor, and it seems like you should have more time to train, but you're taking these long breaks off. So that seems like almost a yo-yo effect with your training. Yeah, not, well, it's so, you know, I just had, I, I got hit by a drunk driver in 2015, broke my sacrum, had all kinds of setbacks because of that, you know, still had two really good racing years, but it catches up to you. And I didn't, I, I took, when I broke my sacrum, they cleared me to run after 12 weeks. And the next, the following week I raced the bear 100, just the patterns like that really caught up to me. And I just, I did spend the last two and a half, three years, just like injury after injury after injury and all pelvis related and I broke the left side of my sacrum. And so like the, my left foot is always kind of whack. And, and so I just decided this year, you know, and I told Brooks when I signed, I was like, when I signed my contract, I was like, I haven't run in, in two months. And I just want you to know that. And then, you know, it's cool. They're like, I think that's awesome. Not enough athletes do that. And, uh, and I agree. And, you know, it is so scary taking that time off, but I got to say, you know, I'm, my workouts have been faster than they have been since college, you know, which is super cool. Uh, as someone, I ran the 800 and uh, as someone who like was someone with a lot of leg speed, it's cool to like finally be seeing that come back. Even, you know, people talk about, you know, turn 29, like, oh, leg speed's about to go away. So it's yeah. cool. It's cool that it's, it's not, you know. Don't underestimate rest and recovery. Yeah, for real. And if you feel like you're, you know, maybe chronically overtrained and or like in an injury cycle, talk to someone like reach out to me and just even someone saying that like you're doing the right thing. For me, it was like my mom, you know, I was talking to her. I was walking in the mountains. I was like, I just love the mountains. I'm so happy to be here. She doesn't even like running, but she was the one that was like, Kat, you need a break. You need to stop right now and stop running. Like you've had more injuries than I can count in the last few years. And so like, even if it's someone who doesn't know what they're talking about, just like getting that affirmation that like, it's okay if you're not running right now, you're still a runner is super important. Final set of bars. Oh, let's get rich and buy our parents' homes in the South of France. 
Let's get rich and give everybody nice sweaters and teach them how to dance. Let's get rich and build our house on a mountain, making everybody look like ants. Wow. This is <laughs> Hard like, not to sing it, yeah. I know. I, I love this song, and I actually can play it on the ukulele. And um, Ooh, and that, and that, I, and I sing amazing. it, and that, I mean, that wasn't my real singing, but I um, maybe I'll, I'll put that up one day because that's actually something we all do together. Well, you clearly and, know uh, this, the song and artist, so how do you rate it? With that in mind, you know, I, I'd give it uh, 4.5 just oh. because I love it. <laughs> Kept yourself in check. 4.5. Yeah. Well, I know nice. because it's lyrically, it won't speak to everyone. And a truly amazing uh, set of lyrics should speak to everyone. But it speaks to me, again, just because, like, I am a big proponent of La La Land. Like, daydream, dude. Yeah. I think it's so powerful and good and and exciting and nice. And Well, uh, you tell it. Since you know, tell us who the artist and song is. It's Ingrid Michaelson, You and I. Great song. She is from New York City, and she is an indie folk singer, very talented. Kind of a funny story. My One of my uh, high school friends, who's my cross-country teammate, we actually had a summer job together. He would listen to the radio all day at our, our job because we'd be driving <clears throat> around, and he'd always won tickets on the radio he won tickets to ingrid michelson so cool and we had a bro date he's like dude i won these tickets do you want to go like, yeah i guess i don't know who she is and we went and it was at this local theater downtown very historic and she killed it i was like who is this her voice is amazing very interactive did covers i love the show and i'm sure everyone in the audience fell in love with her right <laughs> She's incredible, and um, I have done a lot of covers of this song, specifically mm-hmm. with this band, Bands of the Past, that I've been, I mean, it, it's cool, and it is ageless, I think. That concludes this episode of Runners Rate the Bars out here in the desert with Cat Bradley. Woohoo! Got a sunburn. <laughs> <laughs> I am so going to be burned. This is, you can probably already see it. Uh, we just want to give you a second to plug yourself. You know, besides the big announcement that you're joining the Brooks team, there's another big announcement you may not even know about. So I believe you played the violin and you sang in choir uh, in your earlier days. Is it true you have some kind of project coming out? Yeah, I mean, it's not a huge thing. It's just, you know, going to be a casual drop. But I am, um, you casual. know, play music and sing with some a group of really good people. And we're just uh, going to be dropping some covers and some songs we wrote ourselves in the next few weeks. Yeah, I mean, it'll be cool. It'll be a totally, it'll be uncomfortable for me. Um, but I, I'm excited and I'm, you know, I, I'm excited to get out of my comfort zone. And, you know, not many people have heard me sing and play music, um, except for those that I've played music with for a long time. So it's, it'll be cool. Yeah, we appreciate how open and vulnerable you are at some times yeah. just to put your music out there. That can be kind of intimidating. So you gotta follow Cat B Rad on Instagram and you're gonna see those video clips. Thank you so much for joining us and uh, we can't wait to hear how the rest of your year goes. Yeah, thank you so much for the uh, beers, cider, and kombucha. A pretty diverse uh, setup. Thank you. Yeah, we found you a new favorite. I know. Truly, I almost finished it. So thank you so much. Peace Peace out. Thanks for tuning in. This was Runners Rate the Bars. I'm gonna be on 10
That's all my eyes can see. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly. I've been laying, waiting for your next mistake. I put in work and watch my status escalate. Now I'ma start collecting props, connecting plots, networking like a conference. Cause the nonsense is yet to stop.